on SEN. Jack Revolt's Tiger Time for Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience. Jack Rewalt's Tiger Time for Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience, the Tigers and the Suns uh, tonight. Uh, you'll hear that right here on SEN from 7 o'clock with Jack Heverin and Terry Wallace. But, Jack, it's time for Coach's Corner for Host Plus, proud superannuation partner of the Richmond Tigers, and you've been able to wrangle another one of your fantastic assistant coaches to have a chat with us. That's right, Sammy. We've got a well, very special guest and a man that fits the moulds of a lot of segments in this show. He's uh, Coach's Corner. Uh, he's the two-timing Tiger. Uh, but most importantly at the moment, he is the midfield coach of uh, the Richmond Football Club and forward, I would say forward ball movement, Andrew McQuarrie, is that what you would say? Just ball movement. Just ball movement in general. None of the back stuff, <laughs> none of the negative stuff. It's just ball movement going forward. Now, we'll give you a little bit of an intro into Andrew's coaching career. Well, his career at Richmond, um, he also played for the Saints and the Suns, but your career at Richmond started off as a, um, a development coach and, and playing a bit of time in the, the VFL. Was it the first year Richmond had a VFL team? It was the first year, And yep. played under Craig McRae's. No, Tim Clark to start with. Tim Clark, that's mm. right. Well, there's a throwback in the past, isn't it? It is. And then you, uh, you've obviously coached the midfield in 2017 and 2018. Forward line, 2019. Yep. And then back to the midfield in 2020. What, what happened? Well, I want to know what first. <laughs> what happened for the forwards? What did we do? We won the premiership under you. You just sacked us after that. Look, you just, you've got to move on. You've got to keep moving forward. So give someone else a chance to deal with you idiots down in the forward line. You're, you're, well, I want to speak about a few players. And this one's going to probably burn a little bit in the hearts of the Richmond faithful. Dan Butler, who's mm. now moved on to St Kilda Football Club. I would think that you would probably be one of the most pivotal people in the, um, I suppose, the development of Dan. Did you see a season like he's having so far down at St Kilda in the player like him? I think so. Like, Butts has obviously got unbelievable speed. Um, and he's what people probably don't realise is he's an amazing finisher at goal. Um, maybe not the best field kick, but he... <laughs> When he's around goals, he finishes well. So I think with Butts, he probably just lost a little bit of confidence and goes to a new club, becomes important, uh, is valued, and it's, it's been awesome to watch him go the way he has this year. Yeah, and um, the, the, the mentality from coaching a, a midfield group, um, which, you, which you've done twice now, you've coached the, obviously the midfield in 2017 when they won the flag, and 2018, which was such a successful year, into coaching the forwards back to the mids. Mm. What's it like? Do you, do you change your mentality in terms of how you speak to the group or how you prepare for the, the game or, or how you review the game as well? Is there, is there a different mentality or is it sort of just basically one, one size fits all? Oh, I think the difference is the people in the group probably. And it's um, you look at our forward line group last year, apart from really you, yourself and Lynchy, it was a pretty young group. So um, I think having... To lean on your senior players is important, but then there's just different ways of, of coaching young and old old players as well. So, um, look, my, my philosophies are probably fairly similar to coach either line, but just dealing with different groups and, and the age group of of that particular line is, is where the difference comes in. And have you noticed a difference going back to the midfield? And now I know it's only a year that you had away from, from mm. coaching that midfield group, and it's probably in your own career predominantly played sort of high half forward mm. and wing and a little bit of inside mid. Have you noticed a difference in the game from even even just 12 months out of coaching the, the midfield group? Oh, probably not a huge change in the last 12 months, but um, 
I think it's just, again, like you look at our team this year and there's probably four different mids that haven't, didn't play there when I last coached them. So it's ever-evolving and dealing with new people. And, and, and obviously I hadn't worked with Kingers closely before, so dealing with Kingers and, um, yeah, it's been good fun. So how does that role split? You, did, you mentioned mm. Kingers. So we, mm. we've got two midfield coaches. How, how does that actually work um, when, when coaching the midfield group? Yeah, so Kingers does basically all the stoppages and all, and all the defence for the midfield group. Um, and then I... I basically do all the all the offense for for the mids. So there's the, all the good the, bits, no tackling. Yeah, that's you don't it. Have to yeah. worry about that. I'm not sure why, because I wasn't very good at offense back in my day either. <laughs> but um, it, look, I've loved the role. It's it's enjoyable, and uh, I'm learning every week as well. Um, I wanted to just go back to last week, um, and, and we are leading into obviously tonight's game against the the Gold Coast Suns. Last week we tomorrow night. No, well, this is running in, oh. it's in tonight, oh. so it is a pre-record. So, oh, whoops. No, that's okay. It's all good. The fans know that it's a pre-record because <laughs> it'd be a bit awkward if I was doing the radio show literally running as I'm about to run out yeah, to the ground. True. But last week's stoppage battle, centre bounce, we were, we were beaten a little bit. Mm. The uh, the impact of having Trent back into the side, mm. how, how, how important is that for the group? Well, I think if you looked at that midfield group, they were really quite inexperienced yeah. in terms of um, particularly centre bounce attendances. So... Trent has been an incredible ball player and pressure player. Um, centre bounce, it's really a 3v3, 4v4 contest, and it's probably the only part of the ground or the game we ever get that, and that's where Trent really shines. So, rap to have him back. But it was also, like, a, we learnt a lot from, from losing that centre, those centre bounces last week, and hopefully we'll be able to rectify a few of those things tomorrow, uh, tonight. Yeah. Um, leading into the game, and it's mm. a bit of a... Bit of a unique radio uh, show because we are leading into the, the game against the Suns tonight as we said before. What's the preparation like on game day for, for a coach? Now players do a lot of different things in terms of uh, having a sleep and getting ready for that but for a coach is there a few things that you like to tick off in the sort of final hours before we do go into, into battle? It's um, it's different and something I had to get used to a lot at the start because it's the, you don't have I don't have anywhere near as much anxiety as you have as a player so it's um it kind of can be a bit of a slow day for me, game day. I'm just sort of I'll take it pretty easy in the morning. But to be honest, there's not a, not a heap of stuff. I'll, I'll probably just write down a few notes of kind of things which I think will impact the game offensively tomorrow night or challenges we may have. And then um, we have a coaches meeting a couple of hours before the game and just discuss things that may may challenge us and some solutions that we might come up with. So, so is that a like, hypothetical sort yeah, of meeting? Yeah, we call it a contingencies meeting. So things, for example, things aren't working or... Um, player positions or, you know, some scenarios we might be facing that we may have to change things. We sort of just have a bit of a bit of a chat about pre-planning some ideas we might have to use. Um, and I guess it just gets us all thinking about different ways we can impact the game. And in terms of interaction with players mm. and, and midfielders, um, do, do most guys sort of stay away from you for the day and then as soon as they get to the ground, it's sort of interaction or is there players that like to have involvement during the, ga- during the day to, to prepare and, and do you play a role in that? I think game day, well, I, I would think most of our preparation is probably done by game day. Um, the day before and the, the days leading up to, we, we probably spend a fair bit of time with individuals preparing them. But on game day, it's all just, you know, just like reinforcing good behaviours really is what, what, what my contact will play, with players will be and um, clarifying roles or, or something like that, but it's not not a lot of new information on game day. Do you seek out younger players that may have, and you mentioned the inexperienced midfield mm. last week, is there more of a, um, I suppose, concerted effort from you to, to focus in on them, for, for them to get their game up and going rather than the 
well, I suppose the guys that have been there for a while now in terms of Trent, Dustin, yeah. and, and even Camden to a certain extent, who, yeah. who's played a lot of footy on the wing. Yeah, it's, it's a good point. Like, you probably... It, it, it's a bit of a... It can be a delicate one, though, because you don't want to give new players too much information either. So I think what, you know, often... You look at Shea Bolton, for, for example, this year, and sometimes the, the, the message to Shea is, just go and do your thing, mate. Like, and with some... With, with a little bit more around it, but it's, it's, it can be as simple as that. Yeah. And the less he thinks, the better he is. So, and then conversely, some older players actually need some some reinforcement about what they're good at at times as well. Um, we've seen most players really in our team have little form slumps, um, and sometimes it's just going back to what you're really good at and and what we value in them helps them play well on game day. I'm glad you mentioned Shea Bolton because he's probably been, along with Noel Balter, um, the two really I suppose young shining lights that we've seen come into the to the football club, uh, or not into the football club, but come into the senior side and really cement themselves. Shay, obviously, in a, being a premiership player, mainly as a, a high half forward, but yeah. now, through injuries, had the opportunity to play midfield, where he played most of his junior football. Did you did you see the did you see that in him, the, the ability to have the impact that he, that he does have in the middle of the ground? Uh, oh, look, yeah, of course, because we saw snippets of it, and you think of the, the strengths of Shay as a player, it's, it's around the contest, mainly. And then his ability to use his speed on the outside. So he's just got extraordinary evasive skills. Yeah. Um, and he's he's a he's a highly disciplined player. He, he plays some roles for us which require discipline. And, you know, Shea, is a, he's only 20, 21, 22. So his learning capacity is huge to be able to execute those roles. So it's probably not been as big a surprise to us as it has been to the outside, how well he's gone through the midfield. He's a pretty, he's a pretty special little player. Now we're going to get um, we'll have Luke Mean on the show later Jeez. after this, and he's he's by extension a, a coach because I think he is a little bit being the runner. Yeah. The the coach's box. Mm. Take take us inside it. What's it <laughs> What's it like? Is it um, well? Is it is uh, is it like a I suppose a, a battle zone really in terms of just the commanders everywhere making moves left, right, and centre, or is it a pretty harmonious place where everyone agrees, or is it what's it what's it actually like? Well, it depends if you guys are winning or not. <laughs> That's, that's kind of how it goes. Oh, look, I don't know a, whether it does because yeah, I've seen true. 60 points up in a grand yeah. final and the coach still going bunter. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Um, I think, it, look, it's, it's, it's an environment where decisions need to be made pretty quickly. So um, there, there's, good, there's good discussion and there's no rash decisions made, but it's good, quick discussion based on evidence and then making a decision from there. So not everyone always agrees, but at the end of the day, our job as assistants is to throw up ideas or solutions, or plans, and then Dimmer decides on the plans. Do you think and that? Yeah. Do you think that that's a real strength of our coaching group? And I sort of look at our coaching group yourself, Adam Kingsley, uh, Justin Lepich, um, Damien, obviously, and Craig McRae. Mm. All fairly different mm. players um, oh, yeah. and different uh, football experiences. Does, does the, uh, and you say that there's you don't wholly agree around it there's so many differences of opinions is that mm. a strength of the group do you reckon yeah I think it's a good point I think also um, each of us have seen different things work because yep. um, sometimes what you can do is you think there's only one answer to things always so um, the ability to see things from a different way and get the same result by doing something a bit differently is, is probably a strength of the coaching group and, and at the end of the day Dimmer's ability to be able to listen and um, decipher things and then make the best decision is probably his greatest strength as well so he's he's ultimately the decision maker and we're just there to support and 
provide some ideas where we can. And so, offense is obviously your part of the of the, uh, of the coaching um, coaching game for us. What can we expect to see from the Suns tonight um, defensively? What what are they going to bring to to take away what? Um, it's been a pretty decent month in terms of Richmond football. Yeah. Um, what do you expect them to bring? Well, they've changed a fair bit of their, their defense in the last 12 months. So they were, um, they're now quite an aggressive, um, proactive defense, which is can be challenging to play against. So I expect them to be they're high pressure around the ball. They've got a lot of really good contested, high pressure players around the ball, so and 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 in their front half. So they've got some speed there. So I think that's what we'll face. We'll face a fair bit of pressure. Uh, the game will be will be hot. It's an important game for both both teams, so I, I expect it to be like that. And um, the other thing that they're doing well this year is marking the ball, uh, intercept marking the ball, particularly Sam Collins. So that'll be a challenge that uh, you guys will, will deal with, and I'm sure you do a great job of it. And the final one, it's a bit more of a fun question. Um, I spoke to Lynchy last week. He was our two-timing Tiger. We've had two shows leading into the, the Suns game due to the long mm. break. Um, but I like uh, I've I've, I've I'm a lover of Survivor, and, and tonight we've actually got um, Amy, who is from a couple of seasons ago on Survivor, who's um, going to come on, on the show uh, with a connection to Swinburne, but um, we're after um, who you would vote off um, Survivor Island or the elite Gold mm. Coast KDV where we are right now. Um, the only person you can't vote off, though, is Jake Arts, who was Lynchy, Lynchy, um lynched him. Uh, pretty early and got him off the show. Is there anyone that you would... Th- and I'll accept coaches mm. um, and players that you would like to see voted off and have their torch snuffed. Did you just say Lynchy lynched him? Yep. Yeah, you went there? That was a pun. Okay, okay, <laughs> cool. Uh, I think like, straight away straight away that question, I always... Everyone does. We think of Pat Nash, yeah, Pat right? Nash. But... I actually think Pat's critical for the for the island right now because yeah, you can you can he's a he's a swing vote you can actually always yes. keep him in, in and the, he's not a real threat so you want to keep him on yep. you want to keep him in. Um, Could probably, you stab your mate in the back? Nah, this early? Nah, you stab a nah, not, in nah, the back. not not yet. He's been a really reliable mate for me during this trip, so I'm going to stay with him. I think. Um, look, the one that's shown the most unreliable traits so far is Liam Baker. Really? Yeah, he's just he's thrown out some. Just some blatant lies. Can you elaborate on any of these? Oh, yeah, I can. So we were playing a FIFA tournament and we'd... Um, we spoke about this last week. Actually. Did you? We had a gaming expert on. Right. So you're a part of the FIFA tournament. Yeah, yep. I'm, I'm 34, but I still yep, I still don't <laughs> mind gaming. Um, I'm not very good. I've got Soldo as my, my mate who's He's a gun. very good. Um, but what happened is um, Jace Castagna organised 4pm tomorrow was when he organised it, the FIFA tournament. So everybody's like, yep, looking forward to it, can't wait. So we turn up. And uh, poor old Hugo Ralph Smith doesn't have a First partner. Year player. Yeah, Hugo doesn't have a partner there. And who's, he spo- who's supposed to be his partner? All of a sudden, this um, this message comes through. I think it was from. Oh, it was actually from yourself. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> so you sent a photo of you and Bakes on the golf course, and Bakes. So what Bakes decided to do was not tell anyone that he wasn't going to turn up to the FIFA tournament, but just didn't didn't turn up. The whole the whole day's competition got thrown into disarray due to the selfishness of Liam. So. Um, to be honest, he's, I just don't trust him. So no, like I'm going to get rid of him. I like that. Well, there you go, Tiger fans. We've had two players voted out so far. Liam Baker, because he chose golf with me over the FIFA <laughs> tournament. <laughs> and, uh, and Jake Hart's obviously voted out last week. But um, a, uh, a very interesting chat. And thank you, Andrew, for taking us inside the, uh, well, I suppose inside the, the war room, really, of, of the Richmond Football Club. We really appreciate it. And hopefully tonight the, 
for your sake, the, the offence can get up and going. We can kick a lot of goals and, um, and have a good win. We'll rely on you, mate. Kick some goals. Oh, I'll try. Don't worry. Good job. There you go, Sammy. Andrew McWalter from, uh, from up here live at the Hub. Well, I won't say live, but it's the day before. Um, looking forward to, to the big game tonight. Coach's Corner for Host Plus. We go with you. Don't go anywhere. Jack Rewalt's Tiger Time. We've got plenty more still to come. And before we finish up on the show, the strength and conditioning coach of the Richmond Tigers, Luke Meehan, will tell us who's lifting the most steel in the weight room. That's all still to come on Jack Rewalt's Tiger Time.